Hi everyone, welcome back to, well, that's that's terrifying. I am Mitchell, your host, um, and I wanted to thank the, you know what, it's, I am never too humble to say like, I got only a few listens, I say only, um, but I'm super, super, super jazzed about that and I'm very thankful for that um, because there's about 4 trillion podcasts out there and just a moment of somebody's time is is awesome. So very, very happy about that. Um, today, we are going to take a more, uh, last week we went to Brazil and today we're coming right on back home to Minnesota and I have six super fascinating, super weird, super spooky ooky um, urban legends or stories um, from Minnesota. Now, Minnesota is not necessarily a very scary state, let's say. Um, I am the first to admit that. But what I will say, um, for not being a California with other serial, kill- serial killers and Texas with other serial killers and my uh, original home state, Washington, with other serial killers, you, there's a trend there, I guess. Um, there are some pretty scary things. There's a lot of places to put things, if that makes sense. Minnesota is a very large state. So um, we are going to talk about six of the most fascinating uh, things in Minnesota that are that are spooky and that hopefully will keep you up at night. I hope this will keep you up at night. Okay, so let's just jump right on in here. So let's talk, let's talk. Um, the idea that there are spooky, scary things out there love it can not get enough of it but it, it, it adds an extra something when it's kind of in your backyard and the first thing i want to talk about um because most people think of uh big cities they think of um the mall of america uh if you're more familiar with minneapolis you think of that giant spoon with cherry in the in the, in the middle of it there um but there are there are other things that are um fucking horrifying excuse my language uh, first i want to talk about the kensington runestone and this so and the joke, there's a big joke. My family is Norwegian. Pretty much every founding family in the area is Norwegian. They went from one cold place to another cold place. I don't get it, but here we are. Um, and so the Scandinavian tradition is really, really strong in Minnesota. And I, I think, oh, that's super neat when I was starting to do some research on the Kensington runestone. Um, so it's super, it's unique. The research that I did, it showed it super unique to Minnesota, to Minnesota. Um, and it was discovered in 1898 by Olaf Oman. Um, and it's inscribed with very Scandinavian-esque, it looks like runic uh, ver- verbiage. Um, it's been studied a lot, um, but it is accepted, oh, sorry, excuse me, it's accepted largely as a 19th century hoax still some still believe on the stone's authenticity and looking at the picture of it, which I'm actually going to put as the cover art from this, um, uh, there, um, if you're ever in Minnesota up in Alexandria, you can go see it at the runestone museum. It has a whole museum named after it. So I'm not saying that that's means it's real, but to me, that says there's something there. All right. For our second, um, spooky time thing, uh, for Minnesota, we're going to sort of West central Minnesota. Um, and we're going to talk about the Hairy Man of Vergas Trail. Uh, Vergas is a small town in Ottertail County in west central Minnesota. Um, I believe it's just south of Detroit Lakes, which is where my family is originally from when they um, immigrated from Norway. Um, it's actually, if you're interested in going up there and you need something else besides the spookiness, feel free to um, brag to all your friends that it is also the home of the world's largest loon, which is a 20-foot high sculpture. Loon is the state bird of Minnesota, so that's 
you're welcome. Um, so it's also home to the minimum maintenance, minimum maintenance roads of Vergas Trails and the Hairy Man legend. Now, before we super get into it, Minnesota roads are not good. They have not been good for a long time. And there are folks, God bless the people, um, the men and women uh, who run the Department of Transportation, uh, MnDOT, here because they are 24-7, 365 doing road maintenance. And what's hard is you can't, okay, we're going way off the rails, but trust me, um, when it comes to potholes, which have screwed more Minnesotans out of money than anything else in this world, um, they are absolutely atrocious when it comes to wintertime because it's so hot so, or it get, it's so cold and they can't even make the stuff to f- fill in the potholes um, until it's like 40 degrees. And when we spend six months at negative 30, negative 40, that's kind of where we're at. So um, you go outside of the Twin Cities and you start getting to these more rural areas and obviously you're not going to have the, a lot of stuff going on, right? Um, so anyway, uh, for the past six decades, this urban legend has been floating around the area, which is kind of spooky. I love that 60s, 70s, everything bad happened then. Um, the hairy man of Vergas Trails has been described as being an eight foot tall, having long being eight feet tall, having long, straggly hair, a musty smell, and always barefoot. As a joke and as an aside, being from Washington State originally, saw that all the time growing up. Um, but he was also blamed for the deaths of animals around the area, and claims of his existence started in the 60s, and then they peaked in the 70s, but tapered off in the 80s. And I wonder if that's, you know, partly because of like the satanic panic and all those different things that were going on there. Um, some people and families say in the area that it was a legend why others claimed that he was an old hermit which lived in the woods and wasn't keen on seeing kids wandering on his land. Totally fair. I am 34 and I don't like seeing kids wander on my land. Um, but the most infamous encounter with the hairy man came from a man named Ken Zitzo. Zitzo returned from driving in the woods one night and with dents in his car hood and claimed it was from the hairy man jumping in front of the vehicle and pounding on the car. Um, another encounter came from Cheryl Hansen, who claimed to have seen him as a child, saying, quote, we were snowmobiling around uh, and around in this old cabin that we found, and all of a sudden, a beast-like creature popped out of the cabin holding a huge stick. It had very broad shoulders, and I was trying to rationalize what it was, but what really stood out to me is it was barefoot in the snow, end quote. Cheryl says she knows that she saw something that day, and it wasn't human, and I think that that's really interesting because, first of all, you need to, I mean, frostbite is a thing, and I keep coming back to this thought that this is somebody with a mental health condition um, in the 60s and 70s and maybe not eight feet tall because a lot of these sightings are from kiddos and everything was bigger back then. But I'm I'm also not the type of person that tries to justify things and I like to let things go and, and be scary. Um, most of these sightings, occur, they come out later. It's not like they take it to the police. There's nobody, he's not doing anything that's super aggressive to people. Um, and he was, it was even on sci-fi's haunted highways in 2012 um but they didn't have enough evidence to claim if he was real or not so there's that you can youtube that um i just think that that's a really interesting um thing i i don't like animal deaths at all whatsoever you'll find that out about me i am not about that um but he's if you're up in otter tail county he is apparently up there um and if you see him let me know all right, the next um, next couple are quick, but I thought that they would be super interesting um, just in that kind of, to me, there's nothing scarier um, than just 
seeing something in the distance kind of thing. And that's kind of what we're seeing in these next two. So the first one is Dead Man's Trail. And it goes back a long time, but there's no consensus on the exact story, which is super frustrating, right? Um, but the most commonly told urban legend, however, is that a Native American woman who had lost her baby in the waters of the rushing river, um, she knew that the baby had been washed away and she cursed the thief of the, the river being the thief. Um, today, it's said that she wanders the trail uh, looking for her lost child. And if you listen closely, you can hear her cries. You can also see her walking the banks of the river looking for her lost child. There are a lot of these types of stories. Always, I feel like, including a woman um, and her baby. <laughs> uh, the next one is Grey Cloud Island. So this is a story about Grey Cloud Island, uh, which is kind of well known in the Minnesota urban legend community, which is probably just me. Um, but in this little community south of the metro, so you have... If you're not, look, go look at a Google map and you'll see Minneapolis on the left, St. Paul on the right, and then a lot of sprawl outside of that. And Minnesotans, you'll have to tell me, I think like Chanhassen, Waconia is the farthest west you should go. Wisconsin is about as far east, north, uh, Maple Grove, and then south, Lakeville. So, so it's a pretty big metro area, but south of the metro is this place called Great, Great, Great Cloud Island. And many, many, many people have been claimed have claimed to be followed by a mysterious pickup truck that later disappears. Um, another common sighting uh, is a man wearing a flannel shirt hunt, holding a hunting rival, rifle, and he appears at random and seems to be translucent. Um, super scary. And the naysayers are saying that it's just to get p people to their businesses to come and see out. And if it is, heck yes, I'll go down to your business and I will, <laughs> I will do that. Just tell me a great story. Um, going back to my favorite horror movie. So going back to the first part of it, seeing that being followed by a white truck, which being followed by a truck is horrifying to me in my head. Um, Jeepers Creepers is my favorite movie of all time. Slay me. That's fine. I don't care. It's amazing. Justin Long was my first love. Um, but that kind of being followed by a truck, you know, and you think, is there a maniac in there? Like what's going on? Um, and not knowing that is even scarier. <laughs> all right. The next one we're going to talk about is Lake Pepin Serpent, the Lake Pepin Serpent. So we've all heard of Scotland's Loch Ness, but if you heard of the lake, the serpent, the snake that lives in Lake Pepin, Peppy, as she is called by some, which is adorable, has been spotted swimming around the lakes for decades. Um, this one, there's not a lot of information that I can find about it, but I do think it's it's cute and it creates that kind of scary thought process. Like I don't like open water. I think people that do like open water are asking for it. Um, not that they deserve to get eaten up by a monster, but there you go. Um, we have more than 10,000 lakes in Minnesota. I know we're the land of 10,000 lakes, but there's more. The It's just the saying went that way. Um, so passing a lake and wondering, have you ever passed a lake and thought, I wonder what's in the bottom of there. So uh, that's a super interesting one to me. All right. For our last um, urban legend from Minnesota, I I really, I almost didn't do it because I want to do it justice. And I'm going to do an entire um, story uh, episode on this. Um, but the Wendigo, the Wendigo is something that's covered all the time in uh, podcast land. And that's okay. <laughs> um, uh, but looking at where the Wendigo hails from, um, northern Minnesota, uh, you may have heard of the Wendigo. It's a supernatural creature that prowls the thick forest looking to feast on human flesh. Um, he's often described as gigantic, 15 feet tall. I want you to stop and think about that. 15 feet tall. I have a friend that is 6'8", and he is a giant. And I am 6'1", so I am not petite by any means. But like, come on, 15 feet tall. Um, some say he's too thin to be seen from the side. And that, you remember like 
slender man that whole thing that oh that kind of skinny um but when you view him head on you're met with like super super scary i'm actually going to stop talking about him because i i'm going to do a whole minnesota wendigo series but i just wanted wanted to bring you into the know on this one because it is going to be coming up very very soon i feel so bad at ending it like that but I, I'm very excited to bring about new things, kind of what's coming up in the next couple episodes. Um, I had a podcast a long time ago, and I have a dear friend, Stephanie, who wrote some stories for it, and I'd really like to read that story, a couple of her stories again, um, for this channel. Yes, it's everything spooky, but you know, I love I love reader stories, and she is one of my best friends in the whole wide world, so I'm super excited to read that, um, and also some other things. So please let me know. Please comment on wherever you get your podcast. I've been able to put it up everywhere. Um, you can also email me at mitchellinminnesota at gmail.com, and I, love, I would love to um, talk about your ideas on the air, as it were. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, it's Monday, so you've got the whole week ahead of you, whether that's a great thing or kind of blah. So uh, love you all. Bye-bye.